everybody, welcome back to our Zealous Online Experience. Uh, so glad that you guys are here uh, with us. The next few weeks, we're going to be diving into our talk series. Um, and this, this entire talk series is, is going to be based on the incredible God possibilities and the radical outcomes that we witness uh, when we give priority uh, to the purposes of God in our lives. Uh, last week, uh, it was so good to have uh, Pastor Kevin Liu from Collective Malaysia to open up this series uh, for, for all of us. And uh, what a powerful word. What, a, what an encouraging time. What a powerful talk from Pastor Kevin. Um, I hope you were encouraged. I hope you were uh, energized, refreshed, you know, whatever you want to call it. Come on, if you guys enjoyed uh, last week's uh, talk, can you just put it up in the, in the comment section? Uh, show some love to Pastor Kevin Liu. And uh, we're just going to be diving into the next part of our series. And uh, I want us to know, right? We, I, think, I think we know this. We, we all know that uh, there is a promise and there is a fulfillment of that promise. But the in-between time and season really helps us see and learn uh, what the fulfillment of that promise is going to look like, right? Because when it comes to our dreams, our ambitions, and our passion, and, and the things that we're really excited about, not all our dreams, uh, not all our ambitions and desires uh, always align uh, when it comes to the God-sized purposes for us. And when we start uh, pursuing Jesus and knowing His plans for us, that, that begins this journey, that begins this, this thrilling and adventurous ride filled with so many different seasons, right? Uh, and, and these different seasons, you know, uh, is, is a time where everything that God desires for us begins to take place. And, but that journey, I want to tell you, that journey is totally worth it. When, when you know that Jesus is leading you and that he is guiding you, it enables us to trust God and to trust his process as, as God begins to call the shots in your life. I hope that's happening for some of you. I hope that's happening for all of us rather. Because then, no matter what or who you face, no matter what or who you face or no matter what you go through in life, this will always be your bold declaration. I'm still standing. That's right. That's, that's, that's our talk series for, for the next few weeks. That's going to be a theme for, for, for the next few weeks. I'm still standing. And man, I want to tell you. The next few weeks is, is not just some content that I want to bring to you. But the next few weeks is going to be a declaration of faith. Can you, can you say that with me or can you type that out in chat? The next few weeks is going to be a declaration of our faith. You know, as we continue to believe this, as we continue to declare and speak it over your life, it is, it is to help each and every one of you to plug in to your God-given purpose. Because then, I want you to know this, right? Every single person has a plan and a purpose that is God-aligned that comes from God and, and, and that, is, that, is only, that is only refined or I would say that is only defined when you start 
pursuing Jesus, when you start abiding according to his word, when you start reading his word, when you spend time praying and, and when you plug in in a community is where those things start unfolding to every single one of us. And I'm, I'm super excited to see how this journey is going to unfold. I believe God is going to stir up some great things. But in order for that to happen, it's going to require you to have some honest conversations with yourself and with Jesus. It's going gonna, it's gonna to require some give and take between you and God. And, and, and I don't know how you're going to do that, but I hope you end up doing that because this series is not just for you to sit back and consume. That, that would be a total waste of your time. That would be a total waste of, of all our time. But this is, not a, this is not just a time to sit back and consume, but to really apply these truths and principles in your daily life as we learn about it through the life of Joseph. This is our opportunity to be rooted and planted in the purposes of God. So come on, Zealous, I'm super excited for this. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what God has in store for every single one of us for these next few weeks. So let's dive in. Uh, turn with me to Genesis 37. Uh, if, you, if you're using uh, the, the, the Bible app on this, on this platform, that's great. If you're using your hard copies, uh, that's even, even better. I hope you guys are ready to, to dive into God's Word. We're reading from Genesis chapter 37. And we are looking at the NLT version, the New Living Translation version. Let's read from verse 3. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. What weirdos, right? Uh, one night, Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We're out in the field trying, uh, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle uh, stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king? Do you? Do you really think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. What an interesting passage. Before we go forward, I just want us to just, just commit this time to God's hand. And uh, I hope let, let's, let's just pray together. Father, we just want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for every single person watching this uh, now or even later in the, in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. Uh, Father, that this word would, would uh, help us move closer to your purpose in our lives, to your plans in our life. And Father, even as we study through the life of Joseph, Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will continue to guide us, uh, continue to uh, help us learn more from your word in a clear and in a more deeper and intimate way, God. Pray that you take away every distraction from us right now. And we just look forward to learn from you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, it's, 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 it's crazy that uh, there's, there's so much, of, uh, so much of, the, of the book of Genesis, say about 13 plus chapters, is, is dedicated to the life of Joseph. 
But what's crazy is that in the first, in the first chapter itself, uh, when it comes to the life of Joseph, it begins with the dreams that Joseph had that we just read about. And after that, he gets one more dream. And it's, it's crazy that this chapter begins with the dreamer of, 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 uh, called Joseph. And that same dreamer's life almost comes to an end in that very same chapter. Or does it? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe you need to go back, read, read that part, and uh, you'll know the answer. I hope we, uh, that we can take this time to, to really dive in deep uh, to, to uh, the life of Joseph, even in your personal readings and in, even in your personal time that you spend praying and reading the Word of God. Uh, talking, about, talking about dreams... Uh, I just want to take a bit offshoot and I was reminded when I was prepping for this particular talk, uh, talk uh, I was reminded of my time in Delhi uh, when I was staying there for some time. I used to drive uh, to, to work and uh, our, our office was located um, and, uh, in central Delhi. For those of you who have been there, you know that, that that area is surrounded with a lot of government properties, a lot of government offices and usually that comes... Uh, with some default security measures, uh, protocols, and everything that need to be followed because every now and then there'd be a, a car of a, of a renowned uh, minister or a politician that would pass by. So it's, got, it's heavily guarded, that area. And that's where our office was. And, and one of the most uh, animated times of, of, of that drive would be when, when we were coming back home. And especially in the evening time, the, the cops, the local cops over there, they used to make sure that... Uh, Certain routes were, were, were heavily guarded, there were barricades, and uh, we had to take detours. Um, that, that was so irritating, especially when I was just trying to learn, uh, get, a, get a hang about uh, the roads in that area. I don't like getting lost when I'm driving. I, I don't like getting lost when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm moving around. And I like to really learn when it comes to, comes to uh, the areas, the, the places where I'm staying and everything. And for those few weeks, right, I really felt so helpless because... Almost every day, I, I, used to I had to take a detour. Almost every day, uh, there was a new route uh, that, that I had to find uh, to, to get home. And man, sometimes it was, it was okay, but sometimes it was really so frustrating. And while, uh, the reason I'm telling you this story is because our talk for this evening is pretty much based on those lines. And uh, I've titled this one called Embrace the Detours. That's right. Our talk for this evening is called Embrace the Detours. See, there are moments in our lives filled with detours and divergence of all sorts, right? I just give you a quick example of just this small one that happened, but I'm sure there are many such detours and divergence that we all encounter as we do life. And, and some of them, we, we see it coming. Some of them, we see it coming. Some of them totally surprise us. And some of them even leave us totally wrecked as well. And, and whatever the reason for, for those detours, uh, some of these incidences really kind of shape uh, either a good, a better, or a best memory, or some of your worst memories are, uh, are, are forged because of these kind of delays or detours that happen. And, and coming back to the life of Joseph, Joseph's life is, is no less of such stories. I'm telling you, if you go back and read his life, it's crazy. Uh, the, the instances, the moments where he thought that things are going to fall in place, things are going according to his plan, and then boom, like, you know, the, sea, the entire scene changes. 
What we read, you know, we I want to establish certain uh, certain certain uh, backgrounds for all of us to understand this because we're going to be studying the life of Joseph for the next few weeks. See, Joseph was a, was a favorite child of his father Jacob. Now, Jacob, uh, the dad, he's got twelve sons. Joseph is one of them, and and there could be many reasons why why Joseph is a favorite. But one that is mentioned in the Bible, it says that Jacob uh, got Joseph in his old age. You know, so maybe like. He, he was really special to him. He, he really loved him. He, maybe he liked his attitude. He liked the way he, he, he grew up in his teenage. He was probably very obedient. And, and I don't know, but one of the things that he really treasured about him was, that, was the fact that he was special. He, 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 made, he made it known to, to Joseph that he was special because he made a handcrafted robe. You know, like, I don't know, kind of a designer wear kind of thing. I don't know what it looked like, but we know that that kind of became, the robe kind of became his identity for Joseph for some amount of time because his brothers kind of started hating, hating him even more when that, when that particular thing happened. And, you know, I was, I was just thinking about it and, and uh, I just thought I'll just put it in there. Do you, you know when your haters get really riled up? I think your haters get really riled up when, when you continue to be in a state of blessing when they are still continuing to hate you. I don't know if you've ever been in that, in that place, but that's what was happening with, uh, with Joseph, you know. But every time I read the story of Joseph, uh, every time I read this particular part, uh, when it comes to the life of Joseph, I really feel sorry for this guy. I really feel for Joseph because, see, as much as he was obedient, as, as much as he was respected by his father, uh, uh, as much as he was respectful of his father and, and concerned about his brothers, he got himself in trouble a couple of times and all of that was because of his big mouth. I'm serious. You, you, you go and read that part, you know, now, and sometimes he, he goes out there uh, we read in these few verses, he explains his dreams to them. Now, he, he, got, he gets to know that his brothers are, are, are kind of, you know, not, not so convinced when it comes to the dreams that Joseph is revealing to them. Not once, but twice he kind of goes out and tells the brothers his dreams. And then it just turns out to more bitterness, more resentment and more hatred. And, and this dude doesn't know just to shut up. Like... If I was a guy and if, if I share something about my dream or, or the things that I really desire to see happen and if I don't get a good response, I think all of us would be in that space where the next time you're a bit careful about the kind of that conversation that you have with those people. But Joseph, he, he loves his brothers or, or he's just naive or, or I don't know what, but he just goes ahead and tells, the, the, tells his brothers about the second dream. And the outcome is they end up hating him even more. Not just his brothers. This time, his father is also not that, that satisfied or not that convinced when it comes to the dreams that Joseph is telling. And, and it's, 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 it's his big mouth that kind of gets him into trouble. And, and we'll get, get, uh, get there later. But sometimes it's these mistakes that we make, right? It's, this, it's these mistakes that we make that actually provides us with opportunities to build and mature our character. Now, uh, I was when I was praying and, and seeing how do we go ahead with this with the life of Joseph, you know, uh, should I just go ahead chapter after chapter? Like, should I just follow the chronological order of his life and kind of you know bring in the learnings that God is uh, depositing in my heart? But I I feel 
for the next few weeks uh, we are not we're just going to be going back and forth throughout this entire chunk from Genesis 37 to Genesis 50 okay so just be ready uh, to to kind of you know bear with me when I when I just jump from one one phase of Joseph's life to another because I I believe there's principles that that are going to come out of this series is is the key in fact and uh, see Joseph Joseph missed out on, on, on catching the hatred. Joseph missed out on catching the jealousy amongst his own tribe because he was so focused on just sharing about the dream. He was, he was just so focused on, on kind of, you know, uh, and feeling it or, or just kind of talking about it continually that he kind of forgot that the people to whom he was sharing the dream, the people with whom he was talking about all these things were, were, were not even paying attention to what Joseph was saying. All they could think about is that coat that this guy is wearing. All that they could think about is the hatred, the bitterness that they had towards him. And, and I want to draw this, draw this first principle and this first learning, guys. Uh, as much as you all have ambitions, as much as you all have dreams, as much as you all have goals, I want you to write this down. Do not get so stuck on dreams of the future that you are totally irresponsible towards the realities of the present. Think about it. Sometimes we are just so caught up with, with what the future can look like that we are so careless with what the present is looking like. And, and that's what happened with Joseph, you know. But, but for Joseph, it had to be a bunch of delays and, and a bunch of detours that, uh, that, that he had to go through to fully walk into the purposes of God. See, his brothers ended up, uh, you know, ganging up against him. They, they beat him down and, and they left him almost to die in that same chapter. Uh, and not only that, they, they eventually decide to sell him off to some of the traders that are, that are passing by. He gets... Joseph gets sold off for some, some few silver coins. And the dreamer that, that, that we start reading about in this particular chapter is now a slave in the real world. And he has no option or he has no say about his present, forget about his future. He finds himself in Egypt where he is brought off, uh, where he's bought by an officer of the Pharaoh who is the captain of the palace guard. His name is Potiphar. Uh, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go into that also a bit later. But this young Hebrew teenager who is the, who is the most favored and obedient son of Jacob is not only robbed of his dream, but he's robbed of his teenage freedom. He's robbed of his youth. He's rob robbed of his young days that, that he was enjoying or, or so much say he was so favored by his family members that now he's a slave. Now, I don't know if you have ever wondered this thought, if you have read about the life of Joseph in this, in this initial phases. But I asked this question to, my, to myself and I asked this question to God. Where was God in all of this? Where was God when, when Joseph was being sold off on the streets? I don't know if he had to be stripped off. He was already stripped off of his robe. So his identity that was there in that robe was already gone away. If he was, if he was standing naked out there getting sold as a slave, he, he was lying in that pit for, for, for we don't know how many hours and he was beaten, he was betrayed by his own brothers. Where is God in all of this? 
And I want to share something with you that God dropped in my heart as I was reading through this entire story of Joseph. And, and this may be something that I might, I might be sharing a bit too soon in this entire series, but that's okay. Because I know some of us need to hear this and, and really understand this and put it into application in our lives. See, in order for us to see the purposes of God established in our lives, we need to embrace the beauty of delayed gratification. Embrace the beauty of delayed gratification. Now, now this is, this is something that's, that some of you are not going to like what I'm going to say, but, but this is totally against what, what we are seeing and experiencing in, in the culture. It's totally against the kind of things that we are growing up in, you know, where, where we are surrounded by, by instant uh, delivery, where we are surrounded by instant uh, uh, subscription models, we are surrounded by next day delivery options, where, where everything around us is instant. If you, if you have heard this, this phrase, a lot of teenagers, a lot of young people, a lot, for that matter, a lot of people are, are chasing after things that bring instant gratification. You know, those, those, those casual relationships, those casual sleepovers, those casual, you know, whatever the casual uh, bracket looks like nowadays. Everything is about instant gratification and, and so much so we, we, where everything is supposedly, I see it, I want it, I got it and, and I don't know what comes after that but, but that's, that's what is happening all around us. That's what is happening all around us. But in, if, you, if you and me are really serious about plugging in to the purposes of God, we need to learn and we need to be okay when it comes to delayed gratification. I'll tell you why. Joseph learned this lesson at his young age. Joseph learned that, 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 that when it comes to his, his plan, when it comes to the plans of God and purposes being accomplished, he had to be okay with the fact that some things lies in embracing the beauty of delayed gratification. I remember from my own life, right? Some of the moments in my life, I remember where, where there were certain things that were just going according to, according to my way. Uh, certain things that were going according to the timing uh, of, of, of God or certain things that were going according to the way I wanted them to go. But when it comes to reviewing and aligning those things, when it comes to the God-sized purposes, I had to learn the beauty of delayed gratification. Like I, some of you know this, you know, for the longest time, I had this desire to, 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 to really start a community, to, to really kind of plug in to... to to the God-sized purpose. But, but I also knew that, that I was not ready. Can I be real? I also knew I was, I was not ready. You know, it, it, there, there are certain plans and there are certain purposes in your life that need time. There are, there are certain plans and there are certain purposes and cer certain desires that you have that need you to persevere, that, that needs your character to be developed. And, and I'm not saying I'm there yet. For me, in fact, I feel that's happening all over again for me in my life where I'm learning the beauty of delayed gratification. And, and when, when it comes to, to learning that part, right, one of the ways we, we learn the beauty of delayed gratification is when we embrace the detours of life. When we embrace the detours of our life. These moments where we have to be okay when, 
when things are not going as per our plan. That these times and these moments where you think that God has abandoned you or, or does not care about your emotions or does not care about your feelings. Well, sometimes you may end up thinking that way, but I want you to hear this, that we need to embrace your detours and we need to learn to embrace the delays that you are seeing or encountering in your life. Are you guys with me? We need to embrace those detours and delays. Because you see, those are the times where we get an opportunity to work on ourselves. It's, it's, it's that in-between time, like I said, it's, it's during those delays and during those detours of our life where we get an opportunity to work on ourselves and allow God to develop a strong character, allow God to develop those, those values as a Christ follower, allow God to develop those, those principles that we can choose to live by, not just in those delay moment, delayed moments, but also throughout the life. Joseph coming to Egypt was no accident, guys. Joseph coming to Egypt was not an accident. It could have been a detour to the, to the Abrahamic covenant that God gave his father Jacob, but it was definitely not an accident. It was definitely not an accident. When, when you are in the middle of situations and seasons where you don't know what the future is going to look like, stick to doing what you know. Stick to doing what you know. See, Joseph was really good at certain things in his life. Joseph was really good at, at certain things. And, and I want you to just highlight three things that he was really good at. And one of the reasons his father even trusted him uh, with, with the flock uh, was because he, he had this gift of administration. He was great at managing things. He had this gift of leadership. And he had this incredible opportunity to steward his, his leadership capacity and steward the responsibilities that were given to him. One of the ways Joseph embraced the detours is that he continued doing the things he knew even when he was a bond slave. He continued doing the things even when he was in a new place altogether. He continued doing the things that, 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 that came naturally to him. None of the things, none of those external situations stopped him from playing to his strengths. Let's read Genesis 39 and, and you, you'll understand what I'm saying. Let's read the first six verses of Genesis 39. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was a captain of the, of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Now pay attention to verse 3. Potiphar noticed and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for whose sake? For Joseph's sake. All his household affairs, all his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished. 
So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. While with Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Like, okay, I just thought about this. This is funny, okay. Like, imagine Potiphar going through Swiggy and Zomato. Like, okay, what do I call for now? Okay, anyways, that's, that's, that's not the point. But if, did, you, did you notice that part where, where Joseph and, and everything that happened to Potiphar flourished, everything that Potiphar uh, gave Joseph a responsibility with, it kind of bloomed, it kind of succeeded, it kind of got better. And, and because of Joseph, See, as Christ followers, uh, we, we are often faced with so many challenges, right? Uh, and, and there are times of uncertainty when it comes to our faith. Uh, maybe it could be because of the stand that we take or the principles that we choose to live our life by. But I really want to encourage us and, and help us know or maybe even remind some of you that, that let's keep doing what we know when we don't know the entire outcome of what's happening of what's happening around us. You know, this entire pandemic, this entire COVID-19 scenario or, or situation that's happening around us is, is probably uh, got all of us to this place where we are asking this one simple question in different ways. What is going to happen to my future? What does my tomorrow look like? Or for that matter, how do I get through my today? And, and I want you to know that Jesus has asked his church, Jesus has asked his community to be a people who live according to, the, to his word, who, who model our lives. We have to model our lives by, by, by according to his love and to carry that message of love, of grace and, and of the truth and to the communities, to the very communities that we are living in. Let us continue to uh, to, to embody the gospel message of Jesus through our words and our actions with every opportunity we get, Zealous. That is what helps people around us know the God in us who is with us. That is really what helps people around us. If you, if you read that verse 3 again, you see Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph giving him success in everything he did. See, Joseph's life was a demonstration of the presence and, and of the favor of God, even in his toughest moments. I want to ask you just these few questions. Are we, are we reflecting God through these tough times that we all are going through? Are, are people seeing the goodness and the love of God through your life? Is, is your work, wherever you, you spend most of your time, whether it's your business, it's your workspace, or your education space, wherever you are, is your work and, and are your words pointing people to Jesus? You know, Jesus himself has, has, has mentioned it so specifically and so clearly uh, when he was talking to the crowds and talking to the disciples in Matthew chapter 5 and, and from verse 13 to 16 onwards, he says this, you are, you, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it, if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp 
and, and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, can you say that? In the same way, let your good deeds shine for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. I want, I want us to know we really don't need a perfect moment in our life to speak about the goodness and of the love of God with others. We really, there's, the, the perfect moment might never even come. It might never arise. It might never approach. Like if you're just waiting for that perfect moment where you want to start being a witness for Jesus Christ, where you want to start being uh, talking about the love of, that you have received, where you want to then start talking about all the things that Jesus has done, that perfect moment will never come. But if you just look at it from the life of Joseph, Joseph did not wait for perfect moments, but in fact, used every opportunity to serve passionately in the place where he was put. He was, he was available. He was, he was available and he continued to show up at every occasion. Sometimes the most boldest thing we can ever do, church, is just show up. It, trust me, it's just show up. You know, through the different seasons of life and, and especially during the difficult times, Jesus wants us to be the light. He wants us to be his voice of hope and, and he wants us to be his gesture of love to the communities where we are and to the friends that we do life with, to the people that we hang out with, whether it's even virtually or in your physical places. He wants us to be his light. He wants us to be his voice of hope and he wants us to be his gesture of love. Are we really embracing the detours and delays of our life well? Or have we become so short-sighted that we are giving into fear, that we give into frustration and, and we lose hope because we are not seeing our desires and our plans come to life? Maybe this might help you, but I want to ask you this, this question. Have you considered living your life according to the plans and purposes that Jesus Christ has for you? Have you given that a thought? I hope you can answer this for yourself. I really hope you can answer this for yourself. Because if you have never thought about that, maybe I want to ask you to think about it. I want to encourage you to think about that. Because what God says about this particular uh, this particular thing about you is very clear in his word. Jeremiah 29, 11, it says that, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. I want to read that verse over somebody right now. And I want you to know that this is not Nenat speaking to you. This is Jesus Christ himself affirming and telling you this. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster. To give you a future and hope. See, when you put your faith in Jesus, you find the meaning and purpose of your life. It's in Jesus. 
the giver of life, the giver of life and life in abundance. That's what he said he's come to do. And he's the one who will, who will still lead you through the delays. And he's the one who will still lead you through these detours of your life. As he, and he will continue to shape your life with his love. He will continue to shape your life with his purposes. And he will continue to shape your life with his plans for you. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.